Social Media Serenity, podcast episode number 30. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to share with you the latest and the greatest in the world of social networking, connecting relationally with other people to extend your brand or just to really build better relationships with people around the world. Wow, that almost sounded like it was rehearsed and written out. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, what's up, my friend? Oh, I've been traveling. Traveling? Where have you been? Well, I went to a uh, social. Actually, both of them are social media cre- related. So let me go through it real quick. Uh, yesterday morning, I drove down to Indianapolis and went to a uh, seminar on being productive and not uh, getting bogged down in using social media. Hey, that sounds like a topic that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's something that will come up in the next couple weeks on this show. Um, and then last night, so back to back, last night I went to, up in northern Indiana, went to uh, something called Blog Indiana, which is basically the new media Cincy stuff you do. Uh, and this was my first time going to that. So that was cool to, to start to shoehorn my way into networking in social media in uh, my state. So Very yeah. cool. Awesome. So you, you took some good notes at this place about not being bogged down with social media and got I some did. notes? Mm-hmm. Awesome and, stuff. Uh, they're not in front of me, so <laughs> that's, a, that's cool. That's cool. We've got we've got topics today. Just so, for those of you who are just now tuning in, we want to let you know that today we're going to uh, do a little follow up from um, the Foursquare, um, the location based services uh, session that we did last week. We're also going to give you uh, a little bit of an update on what our thoughts are today on Google Buzz. We're going to answer a question from Brent Green about how do we uh, choose how do we choose um, our Twitter followers? Who do we choose to follow and, and how do you break away from bullies and things of that nature? And then, of course, we're also going to talk about an application called Lose It and how it can help you drop the pounds through social media. How's that sound? Awesome. Let's go. Very cool. All right. Well, first of all, last week, I don't know that we actually mentioned the website or it may have been pulled up and just briefly discussed, but while we were talking about Foursquare, everybody in the chat room seemed to be going on and on and on about this website called pleaserobme.com. Yeah, we we mentioned it briefly, but it's gotten traction since then. Yeah. So if you go to pleaserobme.com, it basically is a site that exposes these services for their dangers of telling everybody in the world where in the heck you are all the time. And the idea is that if you go there, in fact, let me go there real quick. Please rob me.com. And it prefaces all your updates that you put out with all your location in it. And it says here, for example, um, let me find one here. Mary R. Roberts left home and checked in less than a minute ago. And she says, I'm at Keller Williams, Arizona Living Re- uh, Realty uh, at 1990 McCulloch Boulevard, North Lake, whatever, somewhere city. So anyway, and of course, there's a Google map. So basically... I guess the idea here is to say, well, if you knew where Mary Roberts lived, which hopefully she doesn't publicly announce that, but if you knew where she lives, well, guess what? This is where she's at right now, 
and she just checked in less than a minute ago. So if you needed, you know, if if you if it was okay for you to assume that her home was empty, uh, you know, this would be the perfect time to rob her. She's at least forty minutes away, you know. And and um, I think there's a lot of assumptions that need to be made about all this stuff. Although, you know, again, you and I kind of just gloss over it. You and I seem to be very open and and maybe a, just out of the ordinary and how open we are with all the information we share online. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I think I'm fairly open. I think I do. I mean, that's that's obviously that's still something we struggle with. And that is the purpose of this show is we have to decide um, circumstantially where the line is for each of these services, let alone, you know, our online presence in general. Right. And Steven's saying in the chat room, uh, you know, that the reason why Mary shows up is because she's actually tweeting out her location on Foursquare. Right. You know, had she not done that, this probably w- or this wouldn't have shown up. So if she was just using Foursquare but not tweeting out her locations, it wouldn't show up here. But but the thing is, is of course you do have that ability and some controls. And and we did end by saying last week, it's like, listen, these are the things that we've thought through. We're very comfortable with this kind of stuff. But you know, we we've also thought about the places where you won't check in, and um, you know the the places that you know we just like, for example, you know Stephanie was saying, you know, if if I checked in everywhere, I you know they have the whole you know leaderboard where you can you know raise people for points. And right. she says, you know, if I could check in everywhere, I'd beat DG in a heartbeat because but she won't t- she will not check in every time she drops the kids off at school and picks them up um, right. or the kids dance where they go to dance because, you know, she she says at times, you know, hey, I just, you know, and, and the thing is, she she often says, you know, hey, just dropped off Megan at dance. McKenna and I are heading over to Kroger. And it's like, you know, and of course, I, I need to ask her if maybe that is you know, that may even be a little bit much, even though we don't say the location, that might be a little bit much to say that we just dropped the child off, left them at dance by themselves and we're running to Kroger. So, so the, the there are some real concerns here. There, there, there are some valid concerns about your privacy and how much information that you share online. But I think there's also the other extreme of being overly, cautious or or i don't know well can is there is there a drawback to being overly concerned or is that just being safe i to be honest i think there's throwing it to throwing caution to the wind and there's being cautious and then there's being overly cautious in which case why are you even using it right and i'm in the middle because to be honest there are levels to this there's at the most high involved you tweet out you tweet out where you're at you tell your friends on facebook where you're at and you say where you're at in the foursquare app itself you can scale that back to delete um uh facebook you can choose not to send it to facebook you can choose not to send it to uh twitter which right there that cuts the exposure down infinitely and then if you're very good about selecting who your friends are on Foursquare and only letting them know or even checking in off grid and still getting credit for the check in. Explain to me that again. So I've seen this before where it says so and so, you know, checked in off off the grid. So what does that mean and how do you do it? OK, it's, it's real easy. What, what you do is, is you do go to check in like you're normally checking in. 
you go and hit check in, select the place because you're at the place and it'll show up. And then you uh, up where it says it'll it'll say share with friends, tweet this or and also Facebook. If you've connected all, you know, both those other two services, you can turn the bottom two off and still have the top one turned on to tell friends. But if you turn tell friends off, okay, it's only going to register your um, check-in in in your Foursquare account. It won't broadcast it to your Foursquare friends. It won't send it out as a tweet, and it won't send it to Facebook. And you get credit for the check-in, but nobody, even your Foursquare friends, know that you've done it. Okay, and so here's the question because one of the one I'm asking you. Okay, so why do you use the service and what's the value? the The question is, it, let's just say you check in at uh, this coffee, or well, no, let's say you check in at the uh, the local mall. Okay, big, huge place, but it's it's small enough that man, Eric Fisher's here. No way, this is cool. We I, I should so give him a call right now and say, hey. And that's where I see the benefit here. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know Eric Fisher was in town. This is great. And he's just right down the road. We should meet up and have lunch or something. And so the question then is, let's just say you check in at the mall and then I check in. You check in off the grid and then I check in at the mall and I click to see who's all here. Do you show up if you're off the grid? No. See, and then that totally just and in my mind, that completely takes away the usefulness of this service. Well, I mean, to a, well, yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, but the idea there is, is it's, it was my choice right. to re- re- remain anonymous right then. So, but, but then when does it ever, when does it ever tell, when does anybody ever know that you were ever there and what does it do for you other than just give you points on the leaderboard, which I think is only a passive um, added bonus yeah. to this the, thing. The, 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 the whole points thing's not necessarily even an issue, although I'm beating DG right now. Um, <laughs> take <laughs> not, that. Not that anybody's counting, not, by the way. Not that I care, but I'm winning. And um, DG? No, I, I think the, the idea here is, for example, on my trip yesterday and this morning, um, I racked up a ton of points, but more importantly, I put my name in at a bunch of places that other people that are like me using Foursquare and involved in social media will see that I checked in, just not in real time. Right. They'll see that I checked in there at some point, but it's not going to tell them, you know, when. And so it, 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 you know, it's, it's more for the fact that it's like leaving your business card up on a big cork board that's at this location and it magically appears there, uh-huh. but nobody sees you do it at the time to swamp you if you're a celebrity, so to speak. That's the best metaphor I can come up with. All right. I just found a perfect use of Foursquare type type of service. And if they could come up with this, I would use it. And and I would use it. Get this. Brand new service right here. If anybody launches this, feel free to use my idea because I just don't have the time to implement it. But if you create the service, I think you'll make tons of money. And I think it will be a widely used service. Foursquare for business travelers. All right. And specifically for people who need to track mileage. You follow me? 
Uh-huh. Because this is one thing I do. I do a lot of traveling for business that would earn me mileage credits. And, you know, I just did my taxes this year. And he says, well, you, the year before you gave me a list of your mileage. And I said, yeah, but last year I, I kind of fell off the horse. And, you know, right around March, I quit tracking how many miles, you know, I had because it's, you know, I, I don't I didn't. It's too much work to keep the log. Uh, it's like, man, and, and that's so stupid. You know, of course, I work from home. If I traveled all the time, traveled more, it'd be that. But every time I ran to the Apple store, you know, and ran to these clients on site and and I did a, you know, I did a trip down to Tennessee. I mean, it those miles would have added up and it would have been, you know, even more uh, money coming back to me. But man, if I could just say, OK, uh, this is this right here. What I'm doing right now is a business trip. And all I have to do is open up an application and and then, you know, click I'm checked in here. And then take a picture of my mileage and then, you know, go and say, okay, now check out and then take a picture of my mileage. And then if it was able to kind of do the functionality and feature of um, Evernote, which actually can actually take the picture and then read Uh the, if it could track all of that. And then you have this perfect thing that's tracking your mileage and, and, and documenting all these places that you go. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? I would. Yeah, that would work. I would use that. Anyway, I just saying it's just um, you know, I don't know. Anyway. There's still I, anyway, there's still a use for it and in even the off-grid check-ins are can rack towards your uh maintaining your mayorship of a place which like we said has benefits depending upon where you're at and yeah. So, long-term that, this has still got a lot of potential. There are still issues to work out personally for everyone themselves. Yeah. And, and for me, I still see the, you know, I, I checked into a coffee shop last night and it, and when it checked in, it says, Hey, while you're here, DG says, check this out. And that's a great way to, exactly. I mean, you know, to create these tips and other people log in. It's like, well, who's this cliff guy? You know? And, right. and, and that's, see, that's where some of the value is as well. And, it, and that, that was what was great about last night at the blog, Indiana, I checked in and there were like four other people in the room that had already checked in at the location. And then we all kind of connected because we saw that they were there. Like it was like that initial, Hey, I just saw you check in. Hi, nice to meet you. Shake hands. Exactly. Yeah. So, Hey, we're both total geeks, right? You know, this is cool. We We can talk about something other than sports. Exactly. (laughs) Rock on. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't need that? But you couldn't do that if you, if everybody was off the grid, though. That that's my point is that if you're always off the grid, that kind of stuff is not going to happen. True. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious about how that works. I'm going to look into it a little bit more. Yeah, I'd like to know. Anyway, um, I'm going to play for us here a, about a four or five minute clip where Chris Biting shares why. And now, by the way, Chris Biting is the co-host for the Help I Got a Mac show over at HelpIGotAMac.com, another GSPN.TV podcast. Anyway, he and I were talking today, and let me tell you, Chris has always been a huge fan. I mean, a diehard fan of location-based services. I mean, he was using that one service. I still can't. BrightKite, I think. Yeah. He was using BrightKite way back when BrightKite first came out. And uh, be, I think it was even before like the iPhones had GPSs in them. He was like <laughs> bright guiding. So he's been a huge fan of this, huge proponent of location-based services. And today on a recent episode, he shares why he's getting rid of all of that stuff. And I'm just going to play some audio clip from uh, that show. As of right now, I have refrained and deleted my account <laughs> on Foursquare. Yeah. And I'm probably going to delete my account on Gowalla. Okay. And I will probably never mention 
where I am at any given time on Twitter ever again. Oh, okay. Explain. Okay, so yesterday I went to lunch. Yes. And uh, I, I didn't drive. My car was in the parking lot at work. And I rode up to an area of town called Clifton with uh, two guys that I work with. Yeah. And sat down. And both myself and another guy that I work with checked in the Foursquare saying where we were. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe five minutes later, the phone rings at the restaurant. And the girl behind the counter goes, is, any, is someone here by the name of Chris Biting? Right. I'm like, uh, that's me. And all of a sudden I start freaking out because, you know, my, my cell phone didn't ring. So, I, and she goes, well, you have an urgent call. And I'm thinking, you know, something happened to my folks or my wife or, or something, you know? Right. So I pick up the phone and I, you know, I said, hello. And the person on the other end's going, Hey, Chris, your car got broken into. I said, what? They're like, yeah, your car got broken into the alarms going off. Uh, you need to come back down here and take care of it. Right. I said, um, I'm up in Clifton right now. They're like, well, you know, your car got broken into, uh, the, the, your car alarm's going off and, uh, you know, just thought we'd let you know. And then hung up. Well, I sat there for a minute and I'm like, man, that sounds really weird. You know, why didn't yeah. you call me on my cell phone? And you know, how did you know I was at this restaurant? Cause they called the restaurant. Right. And, uh, so one of the guys that I work with called one of the other guys, that was still at the office said, Hey, can you go downstairs and go look at Chris's car and make sure it's okay? He said, okay. So, um, you know, a few minutes passed by and we're talking about where, where to get like, you know, my windows broken, where to get it fixed and stuff like that. And I'm still trying to figure out who it was. And I asked the girl behind the counter, I said, you know, what was the number on, on that call? And she's like, well, it, it came in as private. I said, oh, that's weird. So then, um, we got a phone call back from, uh, one of the guys at work and he said, no, man, uh, Chris's car is completely okay. You know, there's no broken windows or anything like that. So uh, apparently I got pranked or something yesterday. So it just kind of made me start to think that, you know, this person knew where I was enough to call the place and knew my name and then screwed around with me. And it just kind of made me stop and think for a minute, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm giving too much information of where I am at any given time. Hmm. And, you know, maybe those can be a vulnerability. You know, if I'm out and about, you know, let's say I'm, you know, downtown on a Saturday night, you know, boozing it up or whatever I'm doing. Um, and someone, you know, has been targeting maybe my wife or my house or something like that they know that I'm not there. They know that that's in a vulnerable spot right now. That kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, you know, I've got a lot of followers on Twitter and Facebook and, and I had a lot of followers on uh, Foursquare and Gowalla. And, you know, I started to think, you know, maybe it's time to do a social media bankruptcy and reestablish friend connections or go through all of them. And people I don't know shut out and just go private because this really kind of shook me a little bit. You know, I don't have any enemies that I'm aware of, you know, but maybe I do. I, I don't know. So. Right now, I'm not going to participate in Foursquare or Gowalla at the, at, for now. And uh, anything I talk about on Twitter is just going to be stuff that I'm thinking about. Or it's going to be, you know, hey, I was at this place after the fact. So, right. I, I, it just really, I, I never thought about it anymore. And I, you know, but before yesterday, and, um, you know, I was really gung ho on, on, on these location based uh, applications. I think they're very cool. Um, you know, broadcasting, telling people where you are. Because, you know, a few weeks ago, I had someone go, hey, I saw your update on Facebook. I was right down the street. I decided to meet you. And, you know, he came over, we had a drink, and we hung out. And, you know, that didn't bother me. I thought that was cool. But then, you know, this experience happened. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go dark for a little while. Yeah.
All right, so there you go. That was the clip from uh, Help, I Got a Mac this morning. And uh, so so what's your initial reaction to that, Eric? Uh, you know what? I think I would probably have a similar response to Chris's. And, and when I saw that he initially tweeted it out, I thought, uh, I caught the first tweet that said, you know, deleting the accounts and stuff. And I thought, uh-oh. So I scrolled back to see what the issue was and saw that somebody had pranked him in regards to the whole... I didn't know the full story, but I knew enough to see, okay, yeah, that would kind of... That would mess with me. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to rethink, you know, who you're letting in and why. And, you know, it, it you should have a purpose when you're using these these sites, you know? Right. So, I, to me, I don't think he's going overboard. I think it's a sense of scale it back... And then grow it back again, but, you know, being more careful, I guess. Right. I don't think he's being over, overly cautious. I, I do think that, you know, if it's not a necessity, scale it back and then grow it back and use it for the purpose you need it. Exactly. So. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bring him into the call with this. Uh, Chris is okay. actually on here. Hey, Chris, are you on the line yet? Oh, actually, it's ringing. Looks to like him. it's connecting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he'll be on in just a second. I, here's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm, I'm thinking probably the, the biggest issue here is just throwing everything out on Twitter with links and stuff like that and, and Facebook because that's where you have the right. bigger number of followers, you know, and, and that's where you kind of just let everybody in, right? Right. And so the concern, oh, he's calling in via the studio line. Ah, that's why. Hold on. Let me see if I can get him on the studio. Chris, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, cool. All right, so uh, basically what what I'm thinking is that, you know, probably it wouldn't be a bad idea to turn it off of Twitter and Facebook because the question is, you know, for people who, you know, for the literally either hundreds or thousands of people who are nowhere near you, do they really care where you've just checked in all over the place? No, not really. No. Yeah, probably not. I, I think it would be totally cool to continue to leave on, you know, if you want to, you can leave on. So I just ousted so-and-so as the mayor. That could still be a cool tweet to have just because it's fun. Right, uh, right. But what I would say is probably, it, it, I, the more I think about this, maybe just turning off the Facebook updates, turning off the Twitter updates, I would leave those accounts connected because I would, I mean, again, for me personally, one of the purposes of using Foursquare is when I go to a place and somebody else sees me, I would like them to be able to see my Twitter profile and my Facebook profile. Right. You know, um, and then, of course, I, I am thinking, you know, maybe I do go in and completely unfriend everybody and then only refriend people who I know and trust. See, that that might be what I, I might have to do is, is and it's like I said today, uh, this morning, you know, declare social media bankruptcy. Yeah. On, on certain on certain things like Foursquare or Gowalla. And yeah, only only allow people you know kind of treat it like Facebook. I don't you know I only friend people on Facebook that I personally know in in meat space. You know, I, at least I, I try to. So. Right. And maybe and maybe I, I really you know draw a hard line and, and only do people that I intimately know on these things. Right. Uh, Chris, I really like your idea of hey, tweet about it after the fact. You know, tell about it after you've been at the place and thought about hey, this is a really cool thing that earlier when I was at such and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can I really like that idea. It. You know, take pictures of it while you're doing it and then share them, you know, then share them afterwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I just kept thinking, you know, what if my, what if my wife was using this or, or, you know what I mean? It's like, 
you're, 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 you are potentially setting yourself up to be vulnerable. You know, and it, it, to me, it's, it's not about knowing. It's not, not that I don't want people to know where I am. Part of me is now thinking, I don't want people to know where I'm not. Yeah, you know? right. Like, like that whole rob me thing. You know, it's funny, you know, ha-ha, but man, people could really use that. Well, you know, again, I, yeah, but it's no, I think it's no, I mean, I I think people are, you know, as, as Foursquare increases in popularity and all this other, in these other services, it becomes a little bit more obvious, but people have been tweeting for years Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. where they are. I mean, even before we give it a, a geographical, you know, plotting it on, on the grid of a map. You know, we, we've been tweeting for years where we are. I mean, Stephanie and I have tweeted, you know, hey, we're on vacation down in Tennessee. You know, right. it, it, it's it, in, in all my time, it's never been an issue. Now, we do have somebody in our chat room, and, and, and I'm not going to say his name or anything like that, but um, he, he knows who he is, and he has, he has, officially has a stalker, okay? There's somebody, there's a friend of mine that I know, he has a stalker. I don't know the full details but I know that this guy follows him in a very unhealthy way and it, it, through social media and, and, and it's really weird. All right. And, you know, the thing is, is there are weird people out there. All right. And, yeah. and so, so there, there are some concerns for that. My wife is using Foursquare and, and, you know, this, this follow up conversation has got me to thinking, you know what? I, I probably will sit down and talk with Stephanie today at lunch and say, you know what? Let's go ahead and turn off your Facebook updates, your Twitter updates, and let's uh, let's actually go ahead and and consider, you know, what's the useful usefulness of this? And she'll and you know, of course, what she what she is um, going to say is she goes, "Oh, you're just upset because I ousted you as the mayor of Kroger, <laughs> and I'm all, almost ready to oust you as the mayor of GSPN TV World headquarters." Well, see, and that's the thing there are certain you know use cases where. I, I like it. Like, like I said this morning, I was, you know, I, I saw a friend of mine I haven't seen in a while because I posted, I cross posted to Facebook that I was um, at a restaurant and, uh, you know, one one night and he came over and we hung out and had a good time. So it, I see the validity of it. Maybe it's just, you know, I walled, I, I walled garden some of this stuff and maybe I don't syndicate it to, you know, Twitter. I mean, you can use these tools. And lock them down. You know, you can protect your tweets and things like that. Right. That kind of ruins the the beauty of, of things like Twitter, where it's you know an open field of consciousness, where I can you know crowdsource you know things that I like or decisions I'm trying to make, and I, I find that valuable. So it it is a fine balance, and it's something I'm going to have to really think long and hard on what I want to do going in the future. Right. So so also, Chris, there are a couple things in here, you know, regarding your story, and I didn't want to go into the conversation in, in complete detail, and that's why I'm glad you called in for this show here. Um, a couple things is is number one, you didn't recognize the the voice of the person calling you, did you? Well, I, think I, I, I thought I did at first. I thought it was someone that my wife works with, and right. uh, so I thought it was him at first. And the the, the person kind of him all around. He's like, you know, I hate to tell you this, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, something happened to my wife. You know, because he's called me before and said, hey, you know, normally when he calls, he goes, there's nothing wrong, you know, but, you know, this person didn't say that this time. And the thing was, I should have asked who this was, right? And, you know, looking back on it, there's, you know, a hundred things I should have probably done. But when it's in the moment 
and you're already kind of freaked out because you don't know why this place is calling, you know, why this person's calling an establishment instead of your cell phone, saying it's urgent. You know, the first thing that's running through my mind is there's something wrong with a family member. And I was just kind of flabbergasted and kind of just, you know, they, it was like a Jedi mind trick. They just kind of yeah. clouded my judgment, and I just mm-hmm. didn't even have a chance to ask who it was. Right. And, and, and in a way, I mean, you, are, you were obviously pranked here. Um, and, and now you are, I mean, you have a filter, you have this filter. So I think, you know, in the future, are they going to be able to quote unquote prank you again? You know, no, it, no, it, I don't think so. If something happens like this again, I'll be ready for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like, are you going to fall for it? I mean, and obviously this is somebody who's trying to show, you know, the point I like, listen, dude, you, let me show you just how vulnerable you really are. And the truth is we're all vulnerable. Every one of us are very vulnerable and it was, and we were vulnerable before we had Twitter, before we had Facebook, before we had status updates, you know the the yeah, thing. That's why I have a security system and two giant dogs at my house. Right. <laughs> exactly. So so the thing is, and you know, and and again, you know, I I just I just want to, you know, it's like, you know, sure, I, I guess there's no such thing as playing it too safe. Um, but then again, you do have some people. You know, there are there are some folks out there who don't they don't leave their house. Yeah, that's playing it too safe. Yeah. I think. To be honest, I think picking and choosing who you allow into your Foursquare friends, that would solve the issue right there. I mean, you would know, okay, the only people that know where I am right now are this, this, these 20 people, so it's one of them. Who did that voice sound like on the phone, you know? Right. Exactly. And it, it, this, may, this may be one of those cases where, you know, kind of before I was treating it like Twitter, where it's like I was getting friend requests. People, I, I, I couldn't remember how I knew them. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, just right. you know, going forward, it's not going to be that way anymore. Right. Well, in fact, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Um, you know, from this conversation, and more, the more I think about it, this is what I'm going to do. For both my wife and I, I am going in, and and if you get a little notice or anything like that, don't be offended, but I am going in, and I am unfriending everyone, and I'm starting over from scratch about you know the the handful of local people that i know from this area and the the people who i feel the most comfortable with i'm going to go in and and connect and reconnect with those individuals and still and still ben, and still benefit from the usefulness of of foursquare i i love i love the functionality the features of it and um i'm still going to uh, use it. I'm going to stay on the grid as far as inside the application, sharing my stuff with those friends. And of course, you know, when I check in and leave a tip, the people who are there are going to see that I checked in and the tip I left them. I think there's some great brand awareness kind of stuff that's going on there. And, 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 uh, I, you know, I'm looking forward to going to places where, you know, that I have bigger chances of running into more people. And I, I'm going to use it for all of that. I am going to turn off the Twitter and Facebook status updates on both of our accounts. Uh, so these are things that in in my desire to be have a little bit more serenity in this area and having a little bit more peace about using these services, you know, we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to have I'm going to have lunch with Stephanie today and I'm going to talk to her about what some of these privacy concerns are. I'm going to tell her your story and I'm going to let her decide for herself whether or not she even wants to continue to use it or if she wants to kind of pair back in the same way that I'm doing. Well, if, if anything, you know, it, it, the one takeaway that, that I, can, I can get from this is, you know, um, just some awareness of, of, you know, this is a public thing. You know, I, I'm living my life in public, and you know, maybe I don't have to do that all the time. Right. Yeah, you, get, you don't want to give up your brand 
personal brand, but you want to hold on to your privacy. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, it's the balance. Well, I got to hop off here, but thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right, bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, so anyway, that was uh, that was Chris, a co-host of the Help I Got a Mac show. Uh, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely something to consider here, Eric. And uh, I don't think this will be the last we hear of this. Um, no, you know, and, th- and to be honest, I'm sitting here in the settings on the Foursquare site itself, and you can leave those the Twitter and Facebook accounts connected. Yes, but you can take out right here in the website version of the settings. You can take it out so that it it will not allow you to even send a tweet when you check in, but yeah. you can still allow the the mayor updates, right? Um, or badges. I mean, you can turn these all off to even be an option or not. Yeah. While you allow people to still see your Twitter account, for you, I'm thinking a a uh, um, filter would be gr- for your people wanting to be your Foursquare friend would be. Are they in your high rise account? Right. You've yeah. got them tagged and coordinated, and you know you've already got connection, or you're establishing a connection, and you wait to Foursquare friend them until you've got enough of a high rise, you know, background on them to see that they're okay. Yes, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. Th- this this question goes right along with all of this, and this comes in from Brent Green, and I'm going to play this voicemail. Hi, Cliff and Eric. This is Brent Green calling in. A question for the Social Media Serenity podcast. I wanted to ask you how you kind of weeded out your spam in Twitter. I'm finding more and more people that follow me, get me to follow, and then quickly unfollow. And I'm getting tired of that. So I'm just going through identifying one by one who is doing that and either blocking them or reporting them for spam when they're when they're serious spammers, things like that. So wondered what tools you use to kind of weed out the spam from your Twitter. I appreciate what you guys do. Again, this is Brent Green calling in from the Pursuing Meaningful Work podcast. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Brent. Uh, now, here's the, here's the thing. For Twitter... I, I, I'm, I'm usually, it's pretty easy for me to weed out spam. Number one, I don't friend everybody who friends me. That That's number one rule. How about you, Eric? No, I, I yeah. I mean, you're talking, are we talking strictly Twitter or are we just talking he, in general? He's talking Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. I will not automatically follow anybody. Um, I, I pick and choose who I follow. I do. Uh, I actually picked up a tip from chef Mark when we were doing live in studio, couple weeks back and he said he'll check his recent followers every you know once a week or so mm-hmm. and just look back through chronologically who his latest people following him are and just check to see if they look interesting and and follow some of them back if they don't seem like they're a, a spam bot basically right and i've been kind of doing that just to see and, I, and i've added more people because of that but i'm not adding every single one or even even half of them to be honest right so, so yeah, the same thing here. I, I, I definitely don't follow everybody back on, on Twitter. In fact, let me, if I look at my, uh, let me go to twitter.com slash GSPN. Uh, let's see. I think I, 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 I usually follow less than a thousand people. Uh, I currently follow 981 people and I have 2,561 that follow me. So you can see that I obviously don't follow everyone. 
the 981 people that I follow, this is what I can tell you about those people. All right. And this is, and this is, this is, uh, the way that I look at it. Number one, I've met them face to face is one opportunity is one possibility. Okay. If I've met them face to face and I have a pretty decent understanding of who they are (coughs) and, and have had conversations with them, then I feel comfortable enough following them. And, and of course, do I, do I, do I actually care to hear what, you know, where they're at, what they had for lunch and what kind of things are on their mind? You know, that, you know, those are the questions I ask. Number two, there are a lot of people out of the 981 people that I've never seen face to face. So the other one is, have I had meaningful ongoing conversations with this person? All right. So, for example, I'll give you an example of, um, you know, people who have contacted me through the podcast, you know, have left voicemails. They've interacted with me via email. We've exchanged a couple, you know, direct, well, not direct messages, because if they're not following me, then they can't do that. Uh, but, you know, there, there's been some exchange and conversation. And these people, you know, are, are people that I've I know well enough. You know, it, matter of fact, if I typically... If I if there's not the possibility of me knowing the the first name, the real first name of the person behind the Twitter ID, guess what? I'm not I'm not following you because I follow people. I don't follow screen person screen name personalities. Right. All right. So if I if I if if you and I cannot trust one another enough for me to know your first name, then I have no interest in really moving forward because that's you know those are basis of relationships maybe you, you we can at reply one on another back and forth and and you might be on a list and i might see you and and hopefully over time but that that's one of the things then there are some other people that i'll follow out of the 981 people there are some people that i've not really interacted with a whole lot that I, there are some people i don't know their first name so there so let me tell you how those two category how those two people get on there um one are sometimes you know, I'll follow a celebrity here and there. You know, I I'll tell you guys I follow Ellen. You know, I'm not a huge Ellen fan, but I like how Ellen uses Twitter. She is in my mind, she's an example of how a celebrity can have a wonderful Twitter st- strategy. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. so I I follow her more for research in how she connects with her community. She does a great job. Jimmy Fallon is another perfect example of this. But I don't follow a lot of other people, but but I follow some other either mega celebrities or, you know, in my world celebrities like Leo Laporte and some other folks. Uh-huh. So those kind of people. And then there is only one other type of person out there that I follow, and that is if I put out Twitter messages, status updates, And I ask questions or I put out comments and then all of a sudden somebody says at GSPN, here's I was thinking that too or at GSPN and they actually carry they take my status update and then they carry it on to a conversation and say, hey, yeah, I was thinking that too. And in fact, here's a link to something or, you know, and and it's very useful. and, And in my mind, that is like, quote unquote, starting a conversation with me. So what I'll do is if I see an at reply, I'll click on it. I'll go to the profile and I'll see if I'm following them. If I'm not following them, I'll then read their profile. I'll read their recent tweets and I'll decide for myself, is this somebody that I should follow? You know, if this is just a one-off conversation, chances are if you at reply me and have a conversation, I may not follow you back right away. But if you do it two or three times and each time I feel like this is valuable conversation, 
I'm eventually going to just add you. I'm going to follow you back. I'm going to say, hey, yeah. let, let's be friends. Let's, this is cool. So that's how I think about it. But I don't blindly follow everybody back. And occasionally I will block people. When, oh, yeah. do, when do you block people, Eric? Um, I will automatically block a spammer. Yeah? If I look and I see that there's a spammer, or if somebody mentions me and they are a spammer, I will instantly block them. Mm-hmm. Right then and there. Because um, to be honest, to make the experience better for everybody, I think that, you know, to, they've been doing better with spammers overall, but they still could use our help. So... I'm a Twitter spam vigilante. Yes. Um, But as far as blocking people, yeah, only if, I mean, I'll unfollow somebody so I don't see them and still allow them to follow me. But if they get to the point where they're mentioning my stuff or commenting or just going crazy, uh, the equivalent of writing on my Facebook wall, you know, every five minutes. Yeah. And yeah, I'm you're you're blocked. Sorry. Yeah. So that, that's exactly it for me. I, I, now, I will, I do go and do this. I go to my, I go to twitter.com and I will click on the list of people who are following me. And I go through that list probably about once every other week. And I'll go in and, and if anybody's like a, you know, if, it, if it's a spam or if it's, you know, you know, adult entertainment related or right. anything like that. Like, for example, I'm, I'm going in here and I'm looking, you know, what's this goo goo kachoo? You know, goo goo chew. And it's easy to use integrated set of rich products for a gig booking, fan development, communication, promotion, distribution, promote music only better. You know what? I'll probably let that person continue to follow me. Maybe uh-huh. they're interested in promoting. They've got services to promote music and, and stuff like that. And I'll also look at their I, when I look at somebody like that, I look and say, you know, what is their ratio of followers to follow people who follow them? And, it, you know, and see if they look like spammers. And so, but if I see somebody in there that looks like, you know, I don't want uh, porn stars to show up in my follower list. You know, right. people who are following me, even though I don't follow them back, I will go in and I will block them because I know that there are people who who will go through my list and say, oh, I wonder who's following Cliff. And then all of a sudden they see these, you know, risque pictures that click them. And then all of a sudden takes them to the profile, which the profile link then takes them back to an adult site. And I don't want to be that path. All right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Dave DeFore says, oh, Cliff, that's me. Not <laughs> he was talking about Goo Goo Contru. Hopefully not the porn stars. But anyway, um, but yeah, so so that those are the kind of things that I think of. Now, let me explain to you. And, and I, um, you know, the question becomes, you know, what do you do when somebody starts harassing you online? And, and, and it's very easy to harass somebody with social media because you can spam their at replies. You know, and I think there comes a point in time when you just you have to just start ignoring people. Right. You know, if you, if you consistently, you know, you can block somebody on Twitter and then all of a sudden, of course, how long does it take you to get a new Twitter account? You know, what, five minutes, if that. Right. So so you go and get a new Twitter account and you start spamming that person. Eventually, you're just going to have to say, you know what? This person is not going to give up. The, the, the thing is, is I think you make it fun for them the more you try to keep them out of your life. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And so if you can just ignore that that person exists, I think that, 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 that there's a certain point where you just have to ignore that that person exists. Just understand that your at replies are just going to be filled up for a while. 
But, if, you know, if you just ignore it, and it, it'll eventually go away, hopefully. And if not, then you find out who it is and you hire somebody uh, to to take care of the situation for you. Yeah. There you go. And when I and I mean like in a in a in a healthy legal way. <laughs> I didn't mean like you get you get a private eye or I mean like a a, a hitman. But what you, you you ask uh Chris's two dogs to come help. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, um yeah. That that's kind of what I'm thinking. Anything else? So- we talked we said we'd talk about losing. Guess <laughs> guess what? That's what, all right. Guess what we're talking about next week. We're going to talk about lose it, my friends. Yeah, in the meantime, go check it out loseit.com and uh, the iPhone app. It's free. The only downside of loseit.com right now is the fact that it's only an iPhone app. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can't participate. And I think that's But they a, are working on that. They are working. Are they going to make it web-based as well for people without yes. any device? Exactly, yes. I've gotten an email back responding saying they're working on that. That is awesome, my friends. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, join the community.